Hey everybody, it's your girl, Shauna Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey. You know it right here on BlacksinRadio.com, baby. What up, what up, what up? Hope everybody is doing good. And listen, honestly, I don't have time to sit and chit and chit chat and smile with y'all today because we got a show of all shows. Let me tell you what's happening. What is happening is that we have Miss Kiana Williams. And Miss Kiana Williams is the audio producer and showrunner for International Talk Radio Network. And we are going to get into it, baby, with her about um, her show, about her, um, her network, and how her network is different than other people's networks, how she found Black Expats in Panama, um, where she might want to relocate. But, you know, I always like to bring you guys different perspectives. So um, Kiana hasn't quite decided where her relocation is going to be, but she does know that she wants to do something outside of the United States and Panama is on the list. So we're going to talk to her about how we met, the things that she's doing and what makes her um, network different. So hang on. Y'all know the deal. Let me get her on the line. And you don't want to miss this conversation. I, I trust, trust and believe you don't want to miss. Okay. So this is Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expats in Panama, by way of Glassboro, New Jersey, right here on BlacksinRadio.com. And hang tight. We're going to be right back with Kiana. Miss Kiana, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I am glad to have you on. Matter of fact, I'm honored to have you on. And, um, you know, when we had was what was supposed to be a brief conversation, turned out to be a long conversation because I think right. we just became BFFs like immediately. Quick. Um, I really enjoyed your, your vibe and just um, the things that you're doing. And I wanted to introduce you to our audience. I didn't want to keep you all to myself. So go ahead. <laughs> Introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, and kind of what you're up to. Okay, perfect. Hi, everyone. I'm Kiana Williams. I am, um, I'm here in California, born and raised in California. Um, I grew up in San Dimas, San Dimas, California. That's in the, what's called the Inland Empire. <laughs> um, and I uh, went to college in Northern California, San Jose State University. So I kind of claim the whole state as my home, my home base. Um, and, uh, but I do plan on sort of having a second home, mm -hmm. uh, having moved around a little bit, lived in a few different states and one other country. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much who I am in a nutshell. I have two younger sisters. Um, my parents are, my parents are here. They are also in Dallas occasionally, but yeah. So yeah, everyone's I mean you don't, you don't meet a lot of people from California. I mean, I don't meet a lot of people like from California. I meet people who live in California, but, you know, people who were like raised and, you know, born and raised in California don't meet a lot, a lot of them. And yeah. you're still there. And I've never heard of San Demis. San Demis. San Demis. So, yeah. and, and the other thing, the other full disclosure is that I have never been to California. And oh, really? my sister, she clowns me every time we talk because she's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, you've never been to see me. She's like, oh, you've been all over the world and you have never seen me. Girl, please. 
I've never been to Europe, Africa, any place, but she thinks I've been all over the world and I haven't been to see her, but I just haven't <laughs> been. So what is San Dimas like? San Dimas is, if you've ever seen the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, it's based in San Dimas. And that is kind of it in a nutshell. Um, it's kind of has an older feel. It's mm -hmm. very, very much a, how do you even say it? It's a family town. It's a small family town about 45 minutes um, east of Los Angeles. So it's it, uh, a lot of, it's a family town, really. My so parents moved out there uh, mm -hmm. just before I was born. So they made, they built the house, but then finally moved all the way in, in October. And I was born in November. Okay. So, so that's, yeah. So it's like, so it's like a small town. So what is the weather like there? No, it's warmer. It's warmer uh, out here in California. The closer you get to the water, the cooler it gets. Okay. So let's say on a, an average summer day, midday, let's say two o'clock. Uh, in San Dimas, it's probably going to be about 90-something. Uh, at the beach, it's going to be about 75. Okay. Um, the mountains, uh, the further up the mountains you go, it gets cooler also. But mm -hmm. since San Dimas is further inland, uh, it, it's warmer. So uh, California has a lot of different climates. Yeah, I think we call them microclimates here in Panama. Correct. It seems yeah. that way. That's why I asked that question because, you know, I used to just think, you know, it never rains in Southern California. <laughs> and so I just thought that was true. And is it true? I thought it was true. And I just always imagined California as being sunny all the time. And then people, some people are like, no, where I live is like cool. And so different places like that. And you'd be surprised yeah. at the places in the United States that people from the United States have not been. Uh, I've never been to New York. Oh, uh -huh. Oh, I don't know how I manage that, but I haven't been to New York. Hey, more than you. No, I, I mean, over, but... my husband never had never been to um, Atlantic City. And he, you know, oh, came okay. to Panama, lived in New York. And I was like, where are we? And so I took him there. So, I mean, and I think the one thing, I'm an expat and I love being an expat. But the one thing that I do have to say about the United States is that like a lot of other countries, it has something for everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the tropical places. You have the like really chilly um, places. Like I have a sister and she wants to retire in Connecticut. I'm like, why, girl? Because she, like, <laughs> she likes the cold weather. And I, I, I just never really knew that about her. We're from New Jersey. And of course, I'm just always trying to get away from it. So yeah. that's interesting. Okay. So- yeah. Do you have any children, any grandchildren, any pets? So no children and no grandchildren uh, and no pets at the moment. So, um, yeah, no. You are, just, you, are, you are just free as a bird. <laughs> totally free. <laughs> nothing had nothing holding you down. So, <laughs> yeah, I do take care of my nieces, though. Those are my little, they're my, they my those are my, my babies. So, yes, absolutely. You know, and even on even on Mother's Day, you know, I always say that, you know, being a mother sometimes is like even being a mother figure. You know, there are those people in your life who they impart, you know, and yeah. they share with you and, you know, they 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 help, you know, they help to be that that source for you. Even 
not to say that your your nieces and nieces don't have mothers, but they will remember you finally in that oh, way. Yeah. I get it. I absolutely yeah. get it. So yeah. have you um you traveled to other places? Have you ever lived in other places? Yes. So briefly, I'd say briefly, I studied uh, studied abroad in England in college. So mm -hmm. that was a semester. It was a little over a semester. Um, I was there for about seven months and that was in Bath, England. And that was a really great experience. And I think what it did was it solidified what I knew um, of the United States and the rest of the world. Um, prior to living abroad, I, I, I have traveled abroad, mm -hmm. um, even as, as a kid. Uh, my parents, I come from a, a family that moves around quite a bit. If if we, we travel, we're travelers. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, but so yeah. You, so I so you lived in England for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was really great. What it solidified for me was that there are other trajectories of thought, if you will, mm -hmm. outside of the United States. The United States kind of has the propensity to make you think that it's the only place that you should ever be that if you're here you've met the pinnacle of life you know you you've you've done it you're done like, where you're else here. is there like where, right, where, exactly. where else is there and a lot of people actually say that out loud i think so, yeah yeah and so when i left I before I left I knew that there was more there was more there's absolutely more there's got to be it's only it only makes sense and yeah. sure enough got away from the United States for a while and immediately felt the difference. Mm -hmm. um, now, let me speak to the element of racism, which is a big one for mm -hmm. black people. Um, there is racism around the world. However, there are different kinds, different densities and different ways that it shows up mm -hmm. here in the United States. Uh, it, there is, like you said, uh, there is an obsession with yes. it. It's in the water, it's in the air, it's in the soil, it's in everything. Our processes, everything. the way it's psychologically woven in to mm -hmm. every single person, as opposed to in England, you have moments, well, uh, I experienced moments mm -hmm. where I was not thought of as a black person. I was not seen as a black person. I was seen as an American. Mm -hmm. And um, first, I was seen yes. as an American first. first. Right. And then I was seen as female. Then I was black. And that's only if somebody thought about it long enough. Now, if I would have gone to some, some other areas in London, it's, it kind of felt the same way. Um, and some of the other suburbs felt very much the same. I did not catch the kind of racism that I was expecting, being that England is basically the parent of the United States. Mm -hmm. I, it was just very different. England has its element of racism. It just shows up differently here. It's so dense, it's hard to see outside of it. Yes. But you do have a chance to to experience differences. Here's one thing that um, was really interesting. I worked for the mayor's office in the city of Bath. And while I was working there, the, the newly appointed mayor uh, we had to get a plaque for her. She was being recognized at an event. So myself and uh, Edward, I forgot his title, but his name is Edward. Um, he and I had to go get this plaque made for the mayor. So we went just down the street to get the plaque. Uh, now, the, the lady in the office who was making the plaque, Edward introduced me. This is Kiana. She's my, she's my, my, my new assistant. She's from the United States and, you know, 
they just started he started introducing me and you know all of these different things she's from the u.s blah 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 and um the lady or uh the lady said something and then edward says yes yeah, she's my new slave <laughs> basically now Lord see here, mercy. now here's the thing though i stood there i heard what he said however here's the difference here how you just received it is the normal yes. way to receive it because we yes. understand our history yes he paused and thought about it for a second oh dear god we walk outside he stops me and almost drops to his knees and apologizes mm -hmm. and he says you know sometimes we have to remember that you guys had slavery that was so horrible that was this like he just goes on to say that that's not it that's not he he it he would have said that if i were white basically and yes. he had to he had to remember that not that I was black, but that I was from the United States. And yes. that's what happens in the United States to my people. That's what has happened. Wow. So it was a different kind of thing. So it, I, I felt that difference here. I would have absolutely been like, oh, okay, I'm walking out. This is not cool. Yes. But walking I, out and filing a lawsuit. You know, right. I love that you make that. I love that you made that point. And one of the reasons why is we deal with it every month in Panama, okay? Mm -hmm. In Panama, when we have our cultural relocation tours, we go to Cologne. And we go to Cologne, and when we're in Cologne, we go to Portobello. And when we're in Portobello, we see the Congo dancers. It's a folklore dance, and it's a it has a lot of different meanings, right? Oh. But one of the things is that they have blackface, Okay. The dancers have black face. And I've told my Afro-Panamanian tour a professional, I said, you need to break that down to us before we get there. Because yeah. when an African-American sees black face, you know, for, uh, all the hairs is going to stand up on us. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and so Straight it's up. just, you know, just kind of knowing what I like too about that story is that he, even though it was a slip of the tongue, because it's something that it has a different uh, meaning for them, he, mm -hmm. he was aware enough to know that, oh my goodness, I probably should not have said that about her. So that means that he knew enough to know that, you know, he probably shouldn't have said that about you because of our history. Yeah. Because of our history. Right. And that means a lot. That means a lot that he knew that he apologized and he was genuine about it and right. it means also to when we go to other countries that we we actually have to change our mind we yep. have to change our mind because they don't see everything the way that we see it correct and they their, their experiences are not the same and the same connotations are not the same right Things don't mean the same and they don't come from the same place, especially historically. So th there there are things when we leave the U.S., we have to leave the U.S., yes. literally. So even literally. our minds have to sort of, you know, before you get on that plane, put your mind down, you know, mm -hmm. put it someplace safe if you want to keep it. But you're going to have to sit it down. Because get you're your mind go, right. Get your mind right. Yes, yes. <laughs> And it, it is a conscious effort that you really, you really have to do this consciously. You I have to it. make sure that you're you just open yourself up. You don't have to forget where you come from or who you are or what you've experienced, right. but mm -hmm. 
but you definitely have to have a larger pocket so that you can have a greater experience. You have to have a larger pocket of a, you know, a clean slate so that you can have raw and real experiences. Because otherwise, if you're going there with the same lens that you have in the United States, that's all you're going to see. And you're just going to be making all kind of mistakes. I so. had to really, I had to really embrace that. Because I think that there are certain things that you're just conditioned for. And um, for us, we're conditioned for racism. Period. That is our experience. And it's not our imagination. And a lot of times, I think this. Some people say, oh, y'all are so thin-skinned. A lot of times, if you think it, it's probably right. You're, you're, You're probably right. I mean, sometimes... You know, things are much more subtle. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. the Jim Crow. Well, it wasn't. I mean, we're going back in that direction in the United <laughs> States. Yeah. But I, I say when I'm in a store, just for an example. So when I first, you know, moved to Panama or started coming, my panties was in a bunch all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what you say? Who? Well, what you talking about? First of all, they talking to my husband. They speak in Spanish. It seems like to me their body language is different. Like they got an attitude. Like what she say? And then he yeah. saying, "Please, she's trying to help us." I said, "Oh, okay." But <laughs> my point is, when somebody follows me around in the store, you know, when somebody is looking at me too hard, when somebody doesn't receive me in the way that I feel like I should be received. Somebody doesn't respond to me when I respond to them in kindness and in friendliness. My first instinct, if they're especially if they're not a person of color, is to think that they're doing this because I'm black. And that is what I've been taught in the yeah. United States. That is just what is ingrained in us because the United States we experience so much. Uh, and, and it's and it's a real thing. Yeah, and it is. I started to have to slow down with that. And at least sometimes it is going to be that. But to at least slow down to the point where I could say, could it be something else? Right. Could it be something else? Could it be something else? And I've just gotten to that place where I don't automatically assume that every time I'm not treated in the way that I think I should be, that it's because I'm black. Hmm. And I think that's liberating. And I think it's, I think it's not the same, like you said, from the, you know, from the very beginning, it's racism everywhere, you know, but U.S. has, and somebody else said it, they said the U.S., out of all the things that the U.S. have contributed to around the world, they, their greatest commodity is racism. Right. That part. And it's true. That part. And the other thing, too, when people come to the United States, when that are not black, Mm -hmm. and even those that do, that are black, that come to the United States, there's also that problem as well. Because, like you said, racism has, and it absolutely has, been issued to every nation, almost every nation globally. So they understand it and come here, and they're basically coming to the hub. Um, they're going to let it fly. So then, so then if we were in, let's say a Panamanian comes to the United States, 
Well, if they have whatever kind of racism they had in them, once they get here and if they start to see, oh, wait a minute, you mean I could let it fly more? Oh, then they're probably going to dig their heels in and really let it go because this is the hub. It's that word up. Yeah. But when they get back home, they might tone it back down and kind of, you know, get themselves together and be a little bit more decent. But here in the United States, it's kind of like a kid when they, you know, you raise a child to at home, they might act up, throw stuff across the room, but they may not do or vice versa at home. They might keep their home clean, but someplace else they might mess it up, you know, so it's about training, really. I don't know if that was a good example. I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I mean, I get it. And um, I just think, too, that. Um, there's a lot to be said for traveling. Mm, yeah, there's oh, yeah. a lot to be said for traveling because it influences your 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 decisions. It influences the way that you think. And if you only know what you know, then mm. you only know what you know. And you know, I always tell the story during the eighties. I was high most of the time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean that's what I did. I mean, I I still kept my life going and everything like that. Most people didn't even know was high most of the time. However, comma, once I came out of that and I would be watching TV and I would see things that happened in the 80s, I was like, damn, where was I? (laughs) I think that I missed a lot. I missed a lot because I I didn't allow myself to be exposed. And just because I didn't know. So I know that what you don't know, you don't know. So I'm never judgmental of people for what they don't know. You know, nowadays we have the internet and you can actually escape through Google. You know, you can go anywhere. You can find out anything, which I think is so powerful. But if you have not traveled, then what we're talking about is foreign to a lot of people. Yeah, it is. it is. And so you were in a European country. And have you have you lived anywhere else besides um, England? Traveled to yes, lived no. That's the only other country that I've lived in. Okay, um, but it felt it felt better than. And even though that was a European nation, and they sort of toggled between being European and not, mm-hmm. um, but it was um, it made me hunger to remain outside of the United States, even though I had to come back and finish school and then start, you know, the career life and all of that. I still want to leave and more now than ever. So, so so yeah, I I do have a few countries in mind. Panama is one of them. The Mm -hmm. other one is Tanzania, Tanzania, Tanzania. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm totally open to if neither one of those I'm open to anything I I'm I I just want to expand I don't think it's natural for humans to remain in one place for your whole life it doesn't even work ecologically for us it's not healthy to do we should be learning life is a journey and we should act like it so moving around the planet it, it should come naturally to us but industry has crushed humans into one way of thinking if it doesn't involve money don't do it so stay stationary get those degrees and get those jobs that's that's all you need to do with your life so you have to really open yourself up you really do and 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 i think that again what you don't know you don't know 
Yeah. Um, I, this, you know, radio show appeals. I want to appeal to people coming from small towns, like the small town you came from, like the small town that I came from, and letting them know that there is other choices. We can make other decisions. We can step outside of what's comfortable for us and just kind of experience something new. Yeah. Um, and so when you come into a place like for me, you know, Panama, being that Panama is definitely has its races. I don't care what nobody says. It's here. But what I'm not here to do is to tell Panamanians about their situation. I'm not, you know, I am not going to do that. That's, that's not, that is not, that's not my ministry. Panama can do its own thing, but I know, but coming from where I come from, for me, it's like, it might be there and I may recognize it because I know so much about it. Yeah. Okay. There's other people that are born and raised here may not. And they don't think, and I think in Panama, they don't think of racism as much because they all got a color to them. Mm -hmm. So it's not a black and white thing here, you know, but it definitely is a black and not so black and curly <laughs> and not so curly hair thing. Yeah. Okay. That's going on. But then again, that ain't none of my business. <laughs> okay. That's not none of my business. <laughs> all I know is that when I when I'm in Panama, the way that I'm received in business and other functions, I don't feel the same way that I feel in the United States. I don't feel that my color, you know, um, and my ethnicity is the first thing. You know, I like how you broke it down. You know, and you were saying you said, "But first, you were an American, right? Then you were a woman, mm -hmm. then you were black." Right. Whereas everything that we're taught is you black. Black, first, black, and else first, matters. Look, first and foremost, <laughs> you are black. And, and I mean, we even say things like, you know, look, all I got to do is stay, but stay black, pay taxes, and die. Yeah. And die. You know, <laughs> even, even we know to put our black first, you know. Right. And I think that we've learned to put our black first as actually a form of defense. It's a form of defense. We yeah. had to learn to love ourselves. Right. We had, we had to, to learn ourselves because the whole world told us that we wasn't ish, that we weren't never going to be ish. You know, we were ugly, that our lips were too big, our nose was too big, our booties was too big. And we're too black. However, comma, they're buying all that ish to like us. So they can tell us out of their mouth that we're not beautiful, you know, and we're not we're not worthy. But then they can have a Kim Kardashian come along and, and let her make it OK to have a big booty. And also incriminating all this time. Yeah. And then also look at the 12th and 14th century. European style of clothing. They had metal wire nets inside their petticoats to give them a false butt. That's why the thing, the dresses stuck out so far. It was to have a false touchy. They thought about that because they because they, they needed a figure to go with that dress. Correct. So they had to like basically wire tap it in. Wow. That's heavy. 
and then put us that put us on display and in museums as some strange anomaly but yet you're secretly why you know putting hanger wires together to try to recreate that figure well i think that we just need to be able to read and see beyond what's being said you know because when yeah. i see you burning yourself up in a tanning salon god yeah. gave me that for free when i see all these people paying for lips Oh my gosh, these white women in the big lips, they look crazy. But girl, we are so, we look, we don't win on the whole, look, we don't win on a whole nother, nother story. So that is true. You know, I think that, but I think that it kind of ties in because part of what you do is about making sure that we know the great parts, you know, the, 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 mm -hmm. the royal parts, you know, of our history. The things that happened and the things that we were doing before, you know, slavery. So you have um, an, an uh, international network, a radio network. Tell us about that. Tell us how it came about and uh, what makes it different than other networks that are out there. Yeah. So uh, it is international. It is a digital network, radio network. Um, it's called Intentional Talk Radio Network. Uh, it's a bit of a family business. So this is my, my mother and my uncle, uh, her brother, they started this together about eight years ago. And I just joined earlier this year as their um, audio producer and showrunner. It's going to be going to where we're evolving into video soon. Um, but basically the point of the network is to um, overcome and then change the, the corrosive narratives that have been imposed on us for so many centuries and recreate or re-educate our own people about who we really are, not who we actually are before the madness, before slavery, before any, any kind of anything in recent history, in the last maybe seven to eight hundred years, any madness that we've encountered, we have an eternity of life that precedes us before that madness. And that is what we're here to uncover in different ways. We have some hosts on the network that work with our community to help us through some of the on the ground issues that we have, some of the generational trauma that we've experienced and unknowingly carried on. Um, things like fear, things like certain abuses, things like self-image, self-worth, all of these things that have been chipped away and whittled away that we didn't realize were actually happening to us that we passed down generation to generation we're trying to help people understand identify them and undo them so help yourself recreate who you are and even if black is not the thing you want to focus on first fine just find your center that's the point of the network to help but but to help our people really um, because we're uh, probably the only uh, or one of the only bodies of people on this planet, the only race that has so much history, but so many of us are unaware of it. Yeah. And we're really under the impression that Africa is the only place that we come from. I think mm -hmm. Africa is a home for mm -hmm. everything living. Mm -hmm. But I also think that we existed all over the planet, mm -hmm. much like anyone else. So I, I, I think when we limit ourselves to just the African continent, that also might be limiting um, 
a part of our history. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Everybody, it's your girl Charlotte Van Horn, Black Expat in Panama, and I'm coming to you today to make sure that you know about our new Black Expats in Panama community platform. That's right, our Beat community platform, or BCP, that can be found at blackexpatsinpanama.net. Just click on that link that says join the community. There you will find businesses, groups, as members, you'll be um, privy to events. You can have you can sell things with the classified um, section. You'll get exclusive information, offering and interviews. You get discounts on Black Expats in Panama meetups and tours and ITA global um, events as well, and so much more. So go over there, check out the membership, see which one is right for you, and let us know if you have any questions. Thank you. been of the mindset that you know most of us or all of us really like originate somehow from Africa so what yes. would be the other places like that you know your your black your your melanin would would be created like where would it start like, uh name a, a continent <laughs> that would pretty much be almost all of them historically okay. had very 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 dark people um Australia New mm -hmm. Zealand very, very, very dark people. We're the third rock from the sun. Mm -hmm. You gotta be, you know? Yeah. Um, so of course there's, you know, different, there's evolution, different animals are different colors everywhere on the planet. Um, but yeah, you do have that history in almost 
all on almost all continents. Right. And of course, if, we're, if, if we if we want to use the history that taught us Pangea, taught us about Pangea, well, that was just one gigantic continent. And then over time, of course, through plate tectonics and things, the the we had we developed other continents. The land split, water started to divide the continents, and now we have all of these different continents. But at one point, everything was called Pangea, and it happens to be that Africa is in the center of what was Pangea, the actual center. Okay, so, so now teach me something. And and um, Pangea, I'm actually not familiar with that. Yeah, so that is, I, I don't remember how many millions of years ago, but a, a low number of millions of years ago, the entire continents, what are now continents mm -hmm. on the earth, were mm -hmm. just one block of land, just mm -hmm. one piece of land. And even if you look at the, the shape of all of our continents, they look like puzzle pieces because they used to be. They used to fit to fit together. They only slowly started to separate. A combination of plate tectonics, uh, uh, weather, weather patterns. We know weather can change the landscape even now. Also, water. Water is a, a clear. Water changes the shape of the of land constantly. So all of those natural um, systems helped to create what are now all of these continents separated by bodies of water, but they were all one at one point. So do you do a show where you delve into that? You know, because you just said some things that just opened my eyes, like about the continents and looking like puzzles and how mm -hmm. water changes things. And it's just like, even right now, like where are we headed with this, with the, with climate change, you know, where bodies of water are just, drying up you know they found i skip they where it was i just heard about it today but they found like a freaking dinosaur footprint fossil or something in one of these places that have dried up was yes. that in uh, lake mead i i can't remember where they said it was i just heard it in passing today but i was like deep that yeah. is deep. and it's been covered by water for who knows centuries right and now, because of climate change and all the things that are happening, like you, like you said, and things are changing in the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do you yeah. do a show about that? Just, I mean, you're so knowledgeable about I haven't, I haven't done a show um, of my own. I usually try to guide the other programmers. I just, I offer, I learn things and I offer that information to people who have shows. I tend to be the behind the scenes kind of person. So I'm <laughs> kind of, you know, the wizard behind the, the curtain. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I'd have enough to do a show. I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I have a shy side. I, I think that once, I think that once you got started and I think that in doing anything that you do, you say you don't think that you have enough. But really, honestly, I think that we just start to take for granted what we know. Hmm. And you don't realize that what we know, I mean, it's like, I mean, I, I tell everybody, I didn't pay attention in um, geography or history. So when it comes to historical or geographical information, I listen because I know that I need to learn. It's not something I can teach you about. And mm -hmm. so there are some things that we just take for granted the knowledge yes. that we have that other people were like, are like, it, it would could change their life, that little information. You know, yeah. you got people right now thinking, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe we didn't all come from Africa. 
even though my background, it looks like that I definitely, you know, my people definitely came from Africa, primarily, yeah. um, primarily Nigeria. But just the fact, just the fact that you know, it could be something else. When you start talking about wanting to get out and travel, you know, some people might say, you know, I want to go to the motherland. I want to go to the motherland. Like some people that have never been anywhere else, they might say, well, when I get out of the country, I want to go to the motherland. I want to see what it's what it's like. But then you hear somebody say, well, maybe the motherland ain't really your motherland. You know, <laughs> that opens up all these other, you know, places that maybe you feel like you could go and connect. You know, I was very connected to the Garifuna people, Garifuna people in Belize in a way yeah. that I've not connected to any Blacks anywhere else in the world that I've been. It was just, yeah. it, was, it was magical. It was, it was, it was something that I really can't put into words, but I knew how to dance to their music. Hmm. That kind of thing. You know, I That's knew how to dance to their music. Yeah. I, and everybody that was on the trip with me was like, girl, you know, <laughs> I do African dance. I was like, listen, I took classes years ago and at no point ever could I remember a single move that I've made until I heard those Garifuna drums. It just resonated in my soul. So to be able to say, let me explore the world and see what the vibrations are for me in other countries, yeah. even countries you might not even expect. I mean, you got something out of England. Right, yeah, and, and that which was really interesting to me. I, me and the rest of my uh, crew, we totally expected to catch hell, really. We yeah. absolutely expected to go over there and- Because they so white. <laughs> Yeah, we were, and we were go we weren't going into London. We were going into Bath, the country, yeah. and our experience here. We know the further away you go to the to the city, the worse it gets regarding racism. So we were real nervous, <laughs> but uh, we got there, and it was the exact opposite. It was the wow. total opposite. We were we 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 kind of knew um, a couple of us knew to maybe sit down some of that fear. And quite honestly, fear is a big thing that you do have to actually sit down. It's a conscious effort. You have to tell yourself to sit it down. Don't forget about it because you got to have your defenses in the event. But don't walk in totally fearful. Sit it down. Get off the air. Get out of the airport, and you know, kind of do some checks and balances. Like keep keep that you know keep that uh, fear maybe on your pocket. Uh, you know, in your pocket or something, in case you do need it. But definitely be open first to the experience because yeah. you might be happy. And I've had, I've had, we've had members come and, and I think that after you've been here for a little while, you, you kind of get a little bit more mellow and mm -hmm. members come and just automatically assume that things weren't going well for them because they were black and, you know, he came in and he said this, and it was like, you know, and I was like, it really wasn't, you know, maybe it was something different. And we just have to, you know, like you said, you still need to, you still need to have your defenses about you. You can't let all your guard down. But I yeah. think that you just get to the place where it doesn't have to be the first thing that right. you. And I think that after. 
I think honestly, Kiana, that we don't realize the energy and the that sometimes I just get emotional thinking about just just energy and the the things that we have to endure and just endure it on a regular basis. And yeah. I just don't think that we realize how hard it is until we go somewhere else and we get to breathe and we yeah. get to feel something different. And for the people in the United States who are afraid to go somewhere else, and you say, what does that say about us? Are we that conditioned that as bad as it can be for us, that we're actually afraid to try something new? You know, when you talked about, you know, um, people not just thinking that they, the U.S. is everything, that was me. And when I met my husband in 1993, and he told me, he said, when I retire, I'm going to go to Panama. I said, well, that's nice. And I would just remember thinking to myself, I would never leave the United States. But now that I've left the United States, the thing that I think about every day is that my kids are still there. That's what I think about every day, that my kids are still there. And I just know now that there's something different. And I'm not even saying that Panama is the beginning and my end. Why do we have to consider going to another country as doing something forever? We right. don't. We don't. We you keep your past. You want to go yeah. back to the United States if you want to try another country. I want to. I want another pat. I want another ID for another country. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get emotional sometimes. Don't apologize. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I I, I congratulate you, and thank you for expressing that with me. I really feel um even more connected to you. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think people come here and, you know, talking to people and, you know, they come here and, you know, I didn't even realize that we were the only tour, uh, relocation tour that that culture that mm. even, I mean, I understand that other relocation tours don't even do history, let alone, you know, black culture. They're not even given a history of Panama. I can't imagine that. And I yeah. think it's what connects us. I think it's what connects us and those people that come on these tours, they come back. So how did you find us, by the way? How did you find Black Expats in Panama? The Chris I, to you? Uh, no, I just, uh, well, actually, yeah, he did reach out to me, but I had already been, um, I think it was sometime earlier this year, mm -hmm. I just out of nowhere decided to have a look at Panama. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Someone that I know, uh, her family is from Panama, and you know it had it had been something on my mind in the past to to visit because her mom was like, "You should come to Panama," and her family is from Panama, and I hadn't thought about it in a long time. And I was earlier this year just needing to get to, to another country, and I didn't care where. I do love the tropics. Gonna need. Uh. <laughs> I'm an island girl, I think by nature. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I had a look at Panama and I was I, I just did some studying online and was loving what I saw and I just started doing more and more research and then I came across black expats in Panama and I was like what um, 
I need to, what, what, I just started doing research and I'm like, who are these people? How am I just now knowing about this? Dig deep. And so um, I came across uh, Deborah. then Chris reached out to me um, mm-hmm. and he said, you should talk to Charlotte. And I thought, oh, okay. I, by that time I knew who you were because I had done research. Um, just who's doing what and what's happening there. And I, I listened to the, your radio show, the radio station. And I was just like, oh my God, all of this beauty is happening that I knew nothing about. Wow. And neither I, yeah, neither, neither did the person um, that I, that whose parents are from Panama. Wow. So, it's- you know, just, when you're interested in something, just dig deep and you learn so much, you know, there's, and that just shows you the, the different levels and the depth in which life exists and, and, and how it can happen and the infinite possibilities and people that you meet and experiences and the, the smell of the air in this different country. And yes. I've never seen Ivy look like before, whatever, just yeah. a whole a universe opens up if you just take time to try to find it. Yeah. And so that's how I found you guys. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you did. And I'm so glad that we were finally able to connect. And yeah. um, I really felt like, you know, I, I like your story going, that you, you're going beyond the slavery. And I think that for a lot of us, the things that stop us from making that international move, or that international move, checking it out. Yeah. <laughs> Visiting yeah. places with the mind and the the questions about what would it be like to live here and actually considering it. I think that a lot of us have just been a little bit beat down. And some of us need to be reminded, you know, yeah. reminded of our greatness. And and even though for me though, as a as a descendant of the slave, um, I'm very proud of that. And, and I'll tell you why, because the slaves um, that were here in, in America, they were smart. I mean, to have to come to a place where you don't know the language, you know, you got these white men beating you and, you know, white women molesting you and, you know, just all kinds of things, you know, being treated like an animal and and having to work in the fields all day and, you know, I, I, I used to read um, J. California Cooper, and I loved reading her books. I swear that she must have had someone that she really got for real stories handed down by slaves. And yes. one time she said in the story, she said, because it was all fiction, it's all fiction. But one day she said in the story about this one character, she said she was 30-something years old, and she talked about how they would keep their age by setting rocks at a certain place or whatever at a certain time of the year to kind of keep up with how many years or had gone by since they were born. And this one chick finally got to get in the big house because, you know, you had your house niggas and your field, right? And she got to be a house nigger. And when she got there and she happened to go by a mirror, she was 33 years old and had never seen her face. D. Wow. 33 years old, and she said she had never seen herself before, only in the water, and the water that kept moving. You know what I'm saying? The water kept moving. She could see a reflection, but she saw how beautiful she was 
for the first time. And that was just one of those things in her books that I've never, ever forgot. You know, we've come through so much. And honestly, I mean, we have made we have made delicacies out of the trash from animals on the farms that, you know, we used to, they used to just give us the trash to eat. And yeah, we made, out of the back window. We made chickens, pigs, feet, you know, and, and, to, and today we still eat it and people want it, you know. But I am always so proud, Kiana, because we made it. We survived it. And we were able to, to the greatest extent, thrive in it. And that takes a lot. And I even think that today, if we would just dig down deep and be able to pull up the strength of that slave, that we would be so much more today. That limitless, yeah, strength. As a people. And so I am a proud descendant of the slave. As I am a proud descendant of the kings and queens that they were before they got here. You know, life gave them lemon, lemons, and they made lemonades in, in lemonade in the hardest of, of, of circumstances that yeah. we can't even imagine. You know, so I dig down yeah. sometime and I remember where I come from and what they got through in order for me to be where I am. And yeah. it makes life easy yeah it really does that is that is quite magic and that's you know a really great tribute to those who paved the way for us to be here our ancestors they are everything to us and we are everything to them we are living we're we're them in a, a continuing a continuation a morphing we're still them they are us and yeah i am my ancestors wildest dream you know, and that is a theme of Black expats in Panama, because yeah. what we're doing is something that our ancestors probably couldn't even dream of. You know how they say, you dream bigger, dream bigger. Right. <laughs> Coming from a slave, they probably, most of them probably couldn't even imagine. You know, they, they, they could probably imagine being free and being able to learn how to read. You know, but when they know that not only but we've taken that dream and we have gotten to a place now where we had to go through times where we couldn't cross the street and without being fearful of our lives. But now we can decide that yeah. I think I want to live somewhere else. You know, I want to live not just somewhere else, not just another state, not just another county or you know, place in the United States, but anywhere else in the world. Anywhere else. Powerful. Yeah. That we are our ancestors' wildest dream. Yeah. And I thank you for bringing, you know, the greatness that was even before, you know, the slavery, the yeah. story before the story that we, that they love to tell us, you know. Yeah. I thank you for bringing that. I thank you for your perspective um, and for just being, you want to bring the good news. And it's yeah. like, even with me, with my, with my Facebook group and other things, I'm not going to allow us to just dwell on what's going on in the United States every day on my page. You could do that somewhere else. 
because as for me and my house, we will be taking the high road. You know, yeah. we are doing a new thing and we're not going to get bogged down in, in, in other things that will just d- d- distract us from what we're doing. Just yeah. keep going. Just yeah. keep going. That is so key. We have to, we have to keep going. And quite frankly, that is inherent in us to keep moving. We don't stop. We've never stopped and we're not going to. Never did. We're going to always evolve. We are, we are an adaptable people and we evolve at the same, that is part of our evolution. So yeah, for me, understanding where we come from, that, that gives me a much greater understanding of who we are, who we can be. And it explains some of the things that are inherent in us, you know? And it explains how we were able to continuously, how we still overcome everything that's thrown at us. Everything. Panamanians feel sorry for us. (laughs) And I'm like, don't feel sorry for us. Because we're overcomers. You know, it, it, it is what it is. U.S. has dished out what it wanted to, but we still had a black president. And of course, that's when everything went completely awry because that was never supposed to happen. Yeah. It was never supposed to happen, but it did. And so with that said, I would like for you to um, definitely let us know when you come to Panama. We'll have to pick this up again when you decide to come to Panama and see how you felt when you came here. Hopefully you could come on one of our tours. But in the meantime, I'd really like for you to just share any parting words that you have for us and also let us know how to find you. And, you know, are you looking for a particular show host or, you know, how can we assist you in your your journey? Oh, sure. Well, yeah. Um, So what I often tell people is, I introduced the idea that we have an infinite history that precedes, you know, the suffering endured in recent uh, generations. So do your best to research and also think about where you get that information from and does it feel right? It has to resonate with you. Always use yourself as a base and not your learned self, not the not the the part of you that has some uh, some hurt. Use use what you know use yeah. your deep soul use that untouchable soul because you'll find a lot there trust and um, there are trusted yeah trust, trust the ancestors sit and let some stuff marinate with you and you will be guided i was i can name a bunch of people that also were but also there are some resources that we could use we can actually tap back into some reach out to some people on the continent there's a lot of people on the continent doing research on their struggles and ours. There is so much information that's coming out now that has always been coming out, but it's always been suppressed because, you know, the folks done found out, oh no, they're talking again. Yes. So know that there's data, know that first off mm-hmm. and have the desire to learn what that is. Um, Quelly TV, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. give a shout out. Yes. Um, yeah, former, former Pacifican, you know Quelly TV? Yes, I do. I do know Quelly, Quelly TV. And as a matter of fact, I had a subscription for a while. Yes. 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 Deshauna Spencer, she's a former Pacific and we work for the same uh, network. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but that there is a show on there. Uh, she has a show. Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's a documentary. It's escaping me right now, but basically there's several, actually. That is a yes. good resource to use also because she's doing the same thing. She's digging deep and finding people who are also digging deep and uncovering some information about who we are, really. And I'm so sorry that the name of that documentary is not coming to me, but but it basically on the cover, the cover, cover image is a young king. Wow. And it talks about the um the origin of africans black people starting in the southern region the giants the, the pygmies the middle heights all of their travels how they came how the commit society came about like it goes deep they also talk about africans uh leaving the west from ghana and nigeria the and what was called the ivory coast uh from cote d'ivoire and uh, 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 Gabon, and a f even some from Congo that ended up here in the here in the United States, ended up in Mexico, sense. ended up in yeah, ended up in Central and Southern uh, America, South America. I mean, that he go this guy goes into it. This is a documentary film that this gentleman created, and I think he's from um, he's from a he's from Zulu, a Zulu tribe okay. from South Africa. Yeah, and he did all of this work to uncover all. I I, I can't say enough about it. In the I, I it's just you got to. And, and let, gotta me, let me let me just interject and say that Quelling TV. I want to say that Quelling TV actually worked here in Panama as well. Oh, okay. I believe that Quelling TV was one of the ones that did work here because not all um, TV apps work here, but I mm -hmm. do. That quality TV because I, I like I said I had a subscription. I don't get to yeah. watch a lot of TV anymore. And I get that. Tell yourself the truth. Sometimes it's quality TV is very serious, and oh, yeah. sometimes you know for me it's just like I take a lot on. You know yeah. I take a lot on, so I have to really kind of measure, you know, how much of it I watch. But they had some I've seen some very good programs on that show. On that oh, um, on that network, absolutely, yeah. and it's oh. black owned. So you know that's initially that's why I subscribed because I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. yeah. Incredible. There's so many people that are doing that kind of work, and you know, there's so much to uncover about the yes. magic people that we are. The I mean, just unimaginable stuff that we we may not really understand right now, but it's yes. coming back. It's coming it back. Is, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's in our DNA. Yep. It's in our DNA. And it's almost like, like when you mentioned Quilly, I immediately thought of something else that I'm doing. And I'm like, I may need to reach out to them. You know? Yes. And it's, and it's just, look, it's just the universe. You know, it's just God, you know, bringing us together, bringing things back to our memory. Yeah. And, and some things are just in you that you didn't even know was there. Right. Um, so something wakes it up. Yep. And I pray that that's what we're doing. Like, wake up. Yep. Wake up. up just being there. Yes. We're doing a new thing, baby. Yep. Yes. So tell us how to find you. So they're going to want to find you, believe me. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Instagram occasionally, but I'm uh, Kiana78 
on Instagram or actually on any platform. You can look me up, Kiana Williams. So um, Facebook, I'm Kiana Williams. My email address is kiana.williams at gmail. I don't know how you manage that. But anyway, I said, I don't know how you manage that email. I mean, mean, just your name, no number behind it or nothing. It's like you own Gmail or something. (laughs) Yeah, I I needed to make it simple. So conversation was so good. And I appreciate you spending time with me today. I appreciate you coming on the show. And I'm just looking forward to doing more and continuing to build our relationship. And baby, come yeah. on, come on down to Panama. We I will keep the light on for you. I might have just packed all my stuff up just now. Oh. <laughs> come on down. Come on down. You may not ever want to leave. And just like what you say, when you come, you will receive something that will ignite something else in your heart and soul. I have gotten so in love with traveling in my older oh. age because every time I go to a new place, I come back knowing a little bit more about myself. And to still be learning stuff about yourself when you damn near 60 is, yeah. is a blessing. Oh, and, is so. it? It is beautiful. You just, the your, your whole personhood just starts... Like a flower just yeah, opening up. It's so blooming. magical. It's yeah. So it thank you so much, my sister. Thank you and for having enjoy me. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you soon. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. Thank you. And there you have it. I ain't going to say it. I'm trying not to say it because I know y'all get tired of me saying it. Okay, I mean, for real, for real. Do we have the dopest guest ever? You know, and what I like about my guests is that usually I will learn some peripheral stuff about them, some surface stuff about them, but I really like learning most about them with you so that it's like really organic and we're learning together. But I'm telling you, this sister put some stuff on my mind today and I hope that she puts some stuff on your mind as well. I want us to, for those of us that don't recognize and understand our strength and our power and our beauty, you know, I just want you just to start seeing that. I really do. And I think that for some of us who are afraid to make that move or even to think about making that international move, it's just because we've con- we've been conditioned to not think about doing it. So let's just try to do a new thing. Um, You know, she comes from a small town. I come from a small town. Believe me, there are other people in your town and other small towns that have done it. You know, there are other different people in different walks of life with um, different circumstances that have done it. It can be done. And even if you're not ready to do a new thing, at least be open to exploring a new thing. And if even if that starts with you getting your passport, and I always say, you know, the first step to doing a new thing, to exploring this entire world out here, you ain't got to come to Panama, but just get your passport. Get your passport so that if something happens, you have a choice. Because at the end of the day, things are very uncertain in the United States right now. And 
in other places of the world too. But right now, the only place that you can be is in the United States. If that's, if you don't have a passport, a passport opens up the rest of the world for you. And then just go from there. I mean, you don't have to take a whole lot of steps. Just take one step. Okay. Just take one step. Then holler at your girl. Let me know that you took that step. I'd love to hear that you took that step. Um, I love what I'm doing and I love the space that I'm in. And I just want everybody that I can possibly bring along to experience um, what I am experiencing in life right now. I just am truly grateful to God for just giving me the opportunity to be a voice and to make it easy for people to explore um, new things. Um, like I said, if, if, if you'd like to explore Mexico with us, our next trip is November 11th. We're going to Nuevo Vallarta, and I probably said that wrong, but please do forgive me. And um, we'll be in Colombia as well in November, but that trip is sold out. But the Nuevo, Nuevo Vallarta, Mexico trip is still open. So if you would like to join us, um, please do let me know and I'll send you the link and we can get her done. We can explore that thing together, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So in the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to my main man, Daryl Spears at Elite Conversation Podcast Media. I appreciate him producing this show for me and just, you know, having a great working relationship for him or with him over the years. And, you know, one of the things that I'm doing also is um, playing a song that resonates with my guest. Now, my guest today, she's a little younger. So, you know, my thing is R&B from the 70s and 80s, okay? Um, and she couldn't really, you know, relate to any. She said, well, I'm kind of like more from the 90s up kind of thing. I said, well, what did your people listen to? And so the thing that she came up with was, um, the first thing that came to mind was Luther Vandross. And then the second thing that came to mind was Superstar. Oh my goodness, baby, that was a good one. So we're going to leave y'all here today with Luther Vandross, um, Superstar. Um, this is Charlotte Van Horn with Black Expats in Panama. Follow us everywhere, y'all, on social media, um, Black Expats in Panama underscore TM on Instagram. And until we meet again, I love you. I love you. I love you. And there's just nothing you can do about it. I will see y'all next time. God bless. Peace.